Welcome to Boss Ladies. Hello and a happy new year to you all. Uh, I hope everyone was able to take some time off for the holidays and that you're all settling back into your day-to-day routine and you know this new normal lifestyle, whatever that looks like for you. But today I want to talk to you about bubble tea. Yes, you heard me correctly. I am a huge bubble tea fan, and I'm also obviously a fan of entrepreneurs. And you know, I love speaking with creators and hearing about how they turn ideas into reality. So in this episode, I spoke with Tammy Na and Amber Luan, the co-founders of Lazy Sundays, which is a new cafe that offers bubble tea and bingsu. Bingsu is Korean shaved ice. And these two entrepreneurs, they met in college and, you know, they're really on a mission to, to sort of bring the Korean and Taiwanese flavors of their childhoods right to you. So I know what you're thinking, Olivia, we love bubble tea and entrepreneurs too. Well, good news. I have an answer for you. Go to Lazy Sundays and get some bubble tea and some bingsu while you listen to Amber and Tammy tell me the story behind the business, what they've learned, you know, they launched in a pandemic. So what they learned by launching in a pandemic and so much more. And so I'm really excited for you all to hear this episode. So actually when I recorded this episode, I was not in New York City, so I was unable to try Lazy Sundays, but of course I wanted to try it before this episode came out. So thankfully this week I was able to go and I had bubble tea, I had bingsu, and both were absolutely phenomenal. So if you can get to Lazy Sundays, I highly recommend it. And so with that, welcome to Amber and Tammy. I am so excited to have you both here today. Thank you so much for having us. For having us. Excited about this. <laughs> awesome. So Amber, why don't you start and can you tell me a little bit about sort of your career journey and, and how it led you to co-found Lazy Sundays? And then Tammy, I want to hear from you next. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Gosh, I feel like it's been so long since I first started out in New York City, but moved to New York right after college. I went to Boston University. That's where Tammy and I actually met. I started off at an ad agency, decided that it was like totally not for me, and decided to join a small e-commerce company called Bespoke Post. Um, you know, worked there for about six years, was um, the, one of the first five hires actually, and really helped build out that company. Was also the first girl for a while. So that was pretty interesting because it's a men's e-commerce company. <laughs> I stayed there for about six years, really buying merchandising. And then toward the end of my career at the company, led our in-house brand development studio. So was building brands like grooming, apparel, home decor, was working on some outdoor brands as well, which you know was a really good experience in learning how to build something from scratch. So I think for me, I've always had a really big interest and food and restaurant environment, but, you know, wasn't brave enough to really like step into it. I think it can be a little bit intimidating when you're not super familiar with the careers there. But, you know, after Bespoke Post, I ended up landing a job at, at Dig um, or Dig In if people aren't familiar. And so that was really my first dive into the restaurant industry. And, you know, it was so interesting about how things sort of transfer from e-com to like real life in-person um, environments. And so I really love that. I love working with chefs. I love working on um, the development of menu items um, and help build out Dig- Dig's first actually um, delivery kitchen, which was totally crazy, um, but an amazing experience and sort of building up a space, which is what something it was something that I always wanted to do. And so that was my first foray into the food industry. It wasn't actually that long ago. <laughs> and we'll get into this a little bit too. But you know, when when 
Tammy approached me to be the GM uh, for Boba Guys, you know, it was sort of a no brainer and was sort of, you know, a great way to meld also my culture, which is um, Taiwanese with something that I really love, um, which is which is food. So it kind of fell into place in a really weird way. Um, I never expected this, but it definitely it definitely makes sense and it feels right. That is awesome. And what about you, Tammy? Um, so for me, I, I kind of grew up everywhere. I was born in Korea. Um, I grew up in New Zealand. I used to have a very thick Kiwi accent at a point in my life. Went to school in Canada and then uh, went to college in Boston where like Amber mentioned where we met, um, I started marketing there. And after undergrad, I always wanted to be in the fashion industry. So I moved to New York um, to go to Parsons to study fashion design. And, you know, I always kind of thought that I would be in the fashion industry. Um, It's kind of what my um, family's been in for kind of all of my life. So it's just something that I always thought that that was kind of part of my um, journey. But, you know, I love the design aspect of fashion design, but kind of like being in the industry and working, I realized that it wasn't quite for me. While in college, I spent a lot of time watching the Food Network. So (laughs) that kind of like really got me into um, the love of cooking and kind of tasting different flavors and checking things out. And I realized that something that I really loved growing up, um, bubble tea, it wasn't quite as big in New York at this point. And I think, you know, as we get older, I feel like we got a little bit more thoughtful about the things that we um, were kind of like putting into our body. And I think this is especially the case in New York. And there was a brand that I was always following since college, Boba Guys. And um, I thought it would be really kind of cool to have them come over to New York. So I brought them on to New York, started just as a pop-up. And it's kind of like funny now to think about it because Amber was actually helping us out at the pop-ups. It was just, you know, me, Amber, some of our friends, my husband, and just kind of in this random office building in Baidai, having this bubble tea pop-up. And somehow, really luckily, this Facebook event kind of blew up and we ended up having like hundreds of people come down to Fight Eye on a Saturday, um, having kind of lines around the corner of this office building. And yeah, that's kind of how it started. Amazing. And you both have opened Lazy Sundays in the middle of a pandemic. So what has that yes. been like? Oh my gosh. It's, <laughs> it's been a little crazy. Yeah, I think we would be lying if we said it was easy. It was definitely really chaotic and hard. I mean, it was a really good experience. I actually like stupidly tore my Achilles like right before we opened. Um, and <laughs> oh no. Number, so <laughs> was on crutches. Like, you know, I couldn't help. I mean, opening a restaurant or cafe is also very physical. And, you know, Tammy was the one who had to like lift all the box or boxes around. I was like basically <laughs> um, on my crutches. So, you know, there was a lot of factors at play. Um, there and of course like the pandemic made everything harder too but definitely chaotic (laughs) like looking back at it now that kind of two three weeks pre-opening was very chaotic but it it was also kind of fun you know we're sitting at one of our locations until like midnight just many developing or just driving around the city moving boxes all night um (laughs) so it, it was it was an experience for sure how has it has it been since opening? 
It's been really great. Um, I think kind of the biggest part about this transition um, was our team, you know, like really thankfully they've been so supportive um, and excited about Lazy Sundays. Um, So I think like just by that, I would say it's going really well. But really also thankfully, um, we've been getting such great customer feedback. Um, People have been really excited about our um, drink menu as well as our Pinzi Sundays. so for Pingsu is a traditional Korean um, shaved ice dessert, and we kind of have our own spin on it, and um, people have been loving it. That's awesome. And I actually, so I interviewed um, Alexa Matthews from Eating NYC. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I've yeah. been seeing um, her posting about it a lot. It looks amazing, and I can't wait to try it when I'm back in New York City, hopefully soon. Absolutely. Yeah, just let us know. Definitely. Well, it sounds like that's really exciting and I'm glad to hear, you know, the team dynamics have been going well and, you know, excited to, like I said, try it when I get back. So I guess like how and why did you decide to become entrepreneurs and sort of take on this, this role in starting this company? Um, You know, was that always the plan? I don't know, Tammy, do you want to start? Yeah, um, I think for me, it was pretty natural. Um, I grew up in an environment where both of my parents kind of have been entrepreneurs all their lives. And I think just kind of growing up in that environment and my parents is very much encouraging me to kind of do my own thing. I think that kind of had like a very big impact on me. Um, So yeah, I think it was just kind of natural. (laughs) It just happened. (laughs) Very cool. What about you, Amber? Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I I just always knew I wanted to do something on my own. I I didn't know what, but the idea of being an entrepreneur where you get to push and be creative and lead, I think that always just was something that I was really excited by. And I feel like all my jobs and, and internships, even back in college, like I was always willing to be scrappy and was just like willing to do anything in order to push a business to do something different. And so I think that sort of like, I don't know if like fire is the right word has always sort of just been in me. Um, and it's something I've always wanted. And I feel like with lazy Sundays, you know, Tammy and I went through a lot with the pandemic and sort of figuring out how to manage the team, um, how to manage shutdown, how to reopen and, you know, while like safety being the biggest issue. So I feel like when we decided to do this, it made sense. Like I, I, I think, I feel I think we were, I think we both felt like we were really ready for it too. Um, and that we could, it because we had already been through a lot together. In a way, we kind of went through the worst part. Yeah. Yeah. We went through like the worst part first where, <laughs> um, you know, countries in crisis, like what do you do with, you know, we're in the food and beverage business. It's going to be hit the hardest. Like what do you do to protect your team and, and make sure they're okay? I think, yeah, we had to go through that all together really in sort of, it was just thrown upon us and, um, and we made it work. So yeah, it felt right. I think it's amazing, you know, especially because there's so much sad news right now about the restaurant industry. So it's really amazing to hear you guys starting something new and a new venture during this crazy time. And, and, you know, hopefully with the vaccine, you know, coming up soon and all of that, hopefully things get better for everyone soon. You know, you mentioned some of the challenges, but I'd love to hear just like, even just as female entrepreneurs, sort of what some of the larger challenges you've had to come overcome are. Yeah, I think in regards to opening within a pandemic, there are just things that 
you don't realize, or I think you take for granted people walking on the street, for example, you know, that that's not there anymore. That natural foot traffic, you know, the word of mouth, people wanting to explore and go into the city, you know, you create this, like what you think is like this beautiful, shiny, delicious product. And, and given the lack of just people being out and about, you really have to work a lot harder to get your, to get your product out there. I think one thing that we really had to think through is how do we present our restaurant digitally because we're not able to do that sort of in person. Um, so thinking through that has been definitely a challenge because I just think in the grand scheme of things, uh, restaurants are not digital first. That's not how we're, our, our brains are built. Um, we think about walk-in traffic. We think about local marketing. Um, and some of those platforms just aren't as readily available anymore. Um, so how do you build out your delivery platforms? How do you make sure your website looks beautiful because everyone's online ordering? Um, how do you be smart about your social um, strategy? How do you be smart about your influencer strategy? It sort of has like shifted perspective and in terms of like marketing, it's just a lot different given the pandemic. Yeah, I can't even imagine. I mean, I have to say I have I've gone to Boba Guys many times and absolutely love it. So, you know, and there's usually a line outside. So hopefully soon that will be the case for for Lazy Sundays as well, once everyone is out and about more. I think also part of that comes with the fact that it's cold. So hopefully, you know, yeah. once yeah. the weather turns, that will help as well. One thing that's also hard is like the business is just so unpredictable. So if you look at our um, our trends, it's like one weekend we'll be really busy for seemingly no reason. We're not running a promotion. We're not doing anything special. Um, the next weekend, it's like dead. It's really hard to where, you know, in the pre-pandemic, you had kind of understand the ebb and flow of the business. Seasonal, um, you know, I feel like even hourly, you have a good sense of, you know, what your day parts are looking like. All of that previous trend information is just totally gone. So you're really working day by day to try to figure out, you know, what's going on. Um, why are people coming? Why are people not? Totally. I actually, um, fun fact, I interned at Doe, so Cookie Dough NYC. Oh, um, fun. Right yeah, right before they launched the brick and mortar. So that's when everything sort of blew up. But at this time, it was a second floor apartment walk up and people would find us pretty much through Instagram. It's, it's, it's amazing that Instagram, you know, like does that, but people would come up and we always would say like, how did you hear about us? <laughs> Just because. You know. Yeah, the power of social media is amazing. Totally. So can you tell me a little bit about sort of like, any important realization you might have had that made you want to decide or to, made you want to start Lazy Sundays? Because I'm sure, you know, bringing Boba Guys over and working at Boba Guys, like there had to be some moment of like, wait a minute, I can do this myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think there are um, kind of multiple factors that kind of went through both Amber and I's mind. But um, I think Amber can kind of really, really um, explain this a little better. Yeah, I think that, you know, Tammy and I talked a lot through lockdown pandemic. We had to close Boba Guys for about two months or so. And it gave us a lot of time to reflect on what one was important to us as people. Tammy and I have actually always thought about building a business together. It's something we've talked about for a long time. It sort of was like, if this if there's any time to do it, this is a time to be sort of brave and step into yourself. It kind of sort of came together like during this off time. So while there are so many terrible things about the pandemic. One thing that came out of it that was kind of beautiful was 
this partnership and this melding of ideas and then wanting to really discover something together. And I think kind of like through this whole time, Amber was in New York. I was in London. We're kind of both in this lockdown. And like Amber said, I think there was a lot of kind of mutual like soul searching and reflecting of kind of what's going on, what has happened and what we really want to kind of move forward um, with our future. And yeah, in a way, it just kind of worked out for us in a very, very odd way. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad to hear it did. What do you both value as partners? Like what's the most important thing for both of you? Mm, I think the biggest part is, and I think it's always been kind of throughout our friendship as well. For us, it's really kind of kindness and kind of people first kind of mentality where, you know, um, there's always something going on in someone's life. And we kind of want to make sure that everyone's kind of being taken care of. um, And we're, we're kind of being kind to others. And I think both of us, like Amber mentioned, uh, we're both kind of like very creative people. So that kind of like mutual love um, and appreciation of creativity, um, fun, um, kind of has like a big shared value for us. And I think kind of like the biggest part of it also is we're really big on kind of celebrating small victories. Um, And it's something that we're also not so awesome at, but we kind of want to be better about is kind of people living in big cities where you kind of get just kind of like sucked into this crazy bustle of, you know, just like hustling, going to the next step, um, like what's the next goal, but kind of making sure to take the time pausing and kind of celebrating like small victories in life is, is kind of a big thing for us. I think that's amazing. And I'm curious if you have any advice for sort of others out there considering going into business with their friend, anything you've learned that you want to share? Let's see. This is a good one. Um, yeah. You know, I think, you know, setting expectations is important, obviously. You know, Tammy and I are lucky that we kind of naturally work well together. You know, I think it, it's same, it's goes back to that kindness first mentality too. you know, always giving the other person the benefit of the doubt, knowing that our intentions are always good and working and we're, you know, always going towards a similar goal. Tammy, what do you think? This is kind of a hard, hard one. Yeah, this is a hard one. <laughs> I feel like I don't, it's, it might be so cheesy to say it, but like we've like been working together so well that I feel like I haven't really thought about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I feel like over communicating too. Um, yeah, that's just true. like always talking, I think is important. Yeah, and that's always something that we do with our team also. Just so that, you know, everyone's on the same page. We know what's going on at kind of all times. I think it's pretty important. Yeah, we're always worried that we're, you know, messaging our team too much or sending out too much communication. But especially during a pandemic where like safety is such a big issue and you're not able to spend as much time in person as you'd like, that over communication has been, I think, helpful. Definitely. And I'm sure with Tammy being in London as well, like that must be helpful. Are, are there plans to expand to London potentially? We definitely want to. Um, so I'm here for now, kind of for the next few years, but you know, I don't really know where my life will take me, but we really want to open something in London because like for tea, it's 
especially such a big city for tea. And it's actually pretty hard to find a cafe kind of doing pingsu Sundays like we do. Um, so our biggest thing about our pingsu is that we um, make all of our pingsu with oat milk. So because it's a vegan base, the pingsu itself can be made completely vegan with coconut condensed milk and all the toppings that we have are almost vegan except for like gummy bear or gummy worms um that are that's the only one thing so kind of growing up with pingsu although um i'm completely okay with dairy um i've had a lot of friends who have said that oh i can't have pingsu because it has dairy in it and it's actually been a very similar kind of reaction from our team or so for some of our customers so kind of being able to really share and this delicious treat with everyone is is kind of an exciting part for us. That's awesome. And can you kind of expand a little bit more on the menu? Like I'd love to hear about the flavors and sort of what led to the ideas behind the menu. Yeah. Um, so the flavors are really kind of inspired by both Amber and I's like flavors that we loved growing up. So a lot of inspiration from um, kind of the Taiwanese culture, Korean culture, and some of our growing up experience in New Zealand, Canada, and also suburban Massachusetts. So I think a really good example of this is our um, dirt Oreo pingsu, which um, is kind of a combination of our oat milk snow, um, condensed milk, Oreo crumbles on top, um, some gummy worms, and when we were kind of R&Ding this flavor, it was originally going, going to be just a regular Oreo one, kind of inspired by the cream, like cookies and cream flavor. And when we we're kind of having the first bite, Amber goes, this tastes like dirt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, is it like that bad? <laughs> <laughs> and you like um yeah the dirt pudding cup is something I just loved eating growing up and like it just reminds me of elementary school like it, it's such a throwback like immediate throwback and was just like I don't know it was funny we were also delirious it was probably like 11 <laughs> Tuesday like sitting alone too much our, caffeine like, too much yeah, sugar like, super out of it and we're just going a little bit haywire at this point um but <laughs> you know, found something that was so nostalgic of, you know, my childhood growing up in suburban Massachusetts, having this all the time. And it was kind of a no brainer. Tammy was like, let's throw gummy worms in here. I'm like, yep, let's do it. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> Amazing. I can't wait to try that. <laughs> it's so good. The textures work so well together. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. So all of our menus are kind of rooted in our childhood flavor. So we have a few that are launching next year in January um, and also February. And we're kind of excited to share even more flavors that we loved growing up. Is there anything you guys would do differently if you could? In an ideal world, um, I think it would have been awesome to not open in a pandemic. Um, you know, <laughs> it's definitely a hard situation right now because. Um, you know, like we put so much priority on our team safety that we are taking only um, online orders. So sometimes we actually lose customers because, you know, it's unfortunate, but some people either don't have the time to kind of go through our website or some people aren't quite familiar with it. And we kind of have our teams in clusters. So some of our team members, even if they do work in the same store, they don't get to see each other 
for the past, I don't even remember how long it's been. So it's it's been a little hard, but I think in a way, it kind of allowed us to take things a little slower, which wouldn't have been possible in a normal world. Like you said before, our locations are in a very kind of traffic heavy location. So it would have been a little kind of crazy to open up with normal traffic. But now that it's not as busy, um, we can kind of optimize our flow, um, the formulation, and kind of really experiment with different flavors um, with the help of our team. (laughs) And we actually have a dedicated Slack channel um, just for developing new flavors. and, And that's been really fun. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And it's very cool that you've been able to be so creative and really, you know, create the menu that you you want. And and I love that it takes inspiration from your childhood, etc. So <laughs> that is awesome. To end, I always like to end on a positive note. So this is my favorite question to ask. Um, what do you each of you feel is one of your greatest accomplishments so far? Yeah. <laughs> so far. That's a good question. I think for me, you know, it's it's actually more of like the small things. So being able to give an, a really amazing, delicious treat to our customers when people are so excited, are so happy to and eager to support us, like those are like the things that I think propel us and, and keep us going. You know, seeing our regulars or your new regulars that are that are coming in. Um, there's a, a farmer that comes in every single week because she uh, sells sells her vegetables at um, Union Square. And, you know, before she makes her drive back to upstate New York, she comes in and gets four matcha lattes for her and her team every single week for the drive back to sort of like keep her going through the long drive. And like seeing her come back week after week, giving us feedback, chatting through new menu items and getting, you know, her ideas too has just been really wonderful. And I think, you know, it's also just speaks to the character of New York City too. Like, how kind people are, how, how willing people are to help out. Um, and, and yeah, I think those small moments of joy that we're able to provide to people for me, at least is a, something that makes me really happy. What about you, Tammy? I think for me, um, it's really our team kind of with the pandemic, our team got a little smaller. Um, we used to be around 52 employees, I believe, but now we're down to 20, so it have you know some some of our employees there a lot of them are students who have left the city um, or kind of they're taking time off um, to stay at home because they live with their parents or grandparents but whether they're working with us or not um, kind of having having their support um, and kind of seeing them like stop by the stores even to say hi um, has been kind of a really big joy for both Amber and I. It kind of, I don't know, in a way shows that they they kind of like appreciated our kind of, I don't know, kind of journey together um, pre and um, post Lazy Sundays. Um, I think that's been very, very kind of touching for both, both of us. Yeah, it sort of like speaks to sort of this community that we, we're, we're building or we're trying to build, right? Like uh, building and trying to build our team, you know, first and foremost, they're our, they're our brand ambassadors. They're, they're like our, our family essentially. And then um, the customers that are coming in and, you know, supporting us and enjoying these treats. I think 
this community, this like sense of community that we're building even such, even during such a tough time is something that we're, we just want to do more of. Um, and yeah, again, just like brings us a lot of joy. Well, I love that. And I think it's awesome to see, you know, two boss ladies creating this business and attracting new customers, existing customers and getting people on board and and so excited. So I'm really excited for you. And I, I have to say my roommate is like, the biggest bubble tea fan in the world. So I've, I've already told her, and she's my best friend too. And I've already told her, I'm like, we can't this is where we're going. <laughs> we would love to see you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much both for your time today. This has been amazing. Thank of course. Thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate it. For more information about Boss Ladies, go to www.bossladiespodcast.com. Also, check us out on Instagram at Boss Ladies Podcast. Check back soon for another episode of Boss Ladies. <laughs>